Next on BYU Sports Nation, winning time in the good land. BYU basketball hits Milwaukee with bracket-busting aspirations as a 10 seed. We'll discuss exactly what has to happen for the Cougars to end any sort of duck dynasty on the hard court. Radio voice of the Cougars, Gregor Bell joins us. Plus, tourney time not just for the men. The BYU ladies take on Hollywood and a team of stars from NC State. WCC Player of the Year, Jen Hampson in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is up? Wednesday, March 19th, I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with a man headed to Milwaukee in exactly 309 minutes. All right, yeah. Jerem Jordan. Minneapolis, then Milwaukee. I'll be there tonight and then tomorrow to uh, cover what's going on, going on in the good land. <laughs> Thanks, Where, Alice Cooper. Wherever and however you may be joining us. Great to have you with us. Dude, you're, you're going to Milwaukee. You're the access guy at the NCAA tournament. Let's do this. Like, what's, what's the agenda for you? What, what's, what's, what's going on? Get great access at the tournament. <laughs> it's a business trip. What, is there some, like, the, hashtag BYU Sun. What should I do in Milwaukee? Tonight or tomorrow or Friday or Saturday? Other, other than other than do the things you're supposed to do, which right? Is right. Interviews. Is there is there a, a social element there? Is there a landmark? Okay. Let me know what's up because I have no idea <laughs> what I'm supposed to see in Milwaukee. The games last night. Tournament is officially underway. By the way. Oh yeah. St. Mary's lost. Uh, I know they were. But St. Mary's beat Utah. But St. Mary's won, and I found myself locked into that game. I was locked in. So could, was I. I was asleep. Could not stop watching. It was. Uh, and I I'm, fell asleep. Do you really? I didn't watch any of the game. Oh, Although I man. did see the vine of Brad Waldo missing the dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Center not top 10. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question. What is your secret to filling out a winning bracket? Mine is to just pick upsets. I honestly don't care about actually winning it. It's just upsets. Like you're going for the outlandish upset? Yes. You're I the wanna, guy that picks the 15 seed to go to the Elite Eight? Not, no. Not that crazy, but like, <laughs> yeah, Stephen F. Austin is going to the Sweet 16 as a 12. That kind of thing. When Steph Curry and Davidson went to the Elite Eight, I picked them to the Elite Eight. The most success... I couldn't tell you anything else from that bracket, but I remember that I did that. Wow. The most success I've ever had consistently is when I go regionally and I look at teams playing close to home mm, fans. You're a smart man. That has always been good to me. You look at where they're playing the game. Rarely does a huge upset happen when a team has the stands packed with their home fans. It just, it just doesn't happen very I'll often. I'll BYU-Wisconsin third round. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's, it's a way tougher game for sure. Yeah. It's a way tougher game. It just, it, it's, Bring on the it's Ducks a, first. It's a de facto road game for, for one team and a home game for the other. Listen to BYU Sports Nation noon Eastern on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. It's Wednesday. We're going to rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Replacing Kyle Collinsworth. It's been tough because, you know, we lose such a key part of our team. Um, he does so much for us, and to come into practice without him is, you know, it's kind of a unreal feeling and something we you know we all have to step up and overcome. So I think, um, you know, we've we've battled through it. We've made lineup changes and adjustments, and you know, it's just a, a process of us just having to step up and make more plays now. Anson Winder, Kyle Collinsworth, teammate, a guy that's going to need to step up for sure for BYU to have a chance against Oregon. 
That was on Sunday after the Cougars were announced as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. Look, there's a difference between best player and most valuable player. Most yeah. outstanding and most valuable. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a clear line. Kyle Collinsworth, because he is so versatile and he can play positions one to four and he does so many good things as a point guard, his, his value is really high. I think he's probably the most valuable, versatile player on the BYU team. Yeah. I There's just... only one other player nationally that I can think that's like him. Kyle Anderson of UCLA. If you haven't seen this guy play, he can do it all. He does everything. And he's better than Kyle in that he can shoot threes. But he is so he is so versatile, and his rebounding is excellent. His ability to get to the rim. His ability to distribute. BYU cannot replace him. So we, we know that what, what BYU is losing, a crucial key part of their team in Kyle Collinsworth. And it's not going to be one person that has to step up. By the way, we have a Kyle Collinsworth update. He tweeted out this morning, and uh, Jeremiah, I'll, I'll let you read the official tweet, but essentially after the surgery, he said the, the pain is real. He said last night was one of the longest nights of my life. The pain is real. Mm. ACL surgery. surgery. Yeah. I guess so, two days after surgery. So now. Kyle begins the long road back. He's not traveling with the team, obviously, because he wants to get things underway. He'll be watching on his television screen here in Provo, Utah. So Kyle's out. We know that. We've said it a million times. What does BYU have to do? Which players need to step up? And it, I believe it is truly a collaborative effort. And it starts on the guard line defensively. Because Kyle's long and he rebounds, Matt Carlino and Anson Winder are going to have to be really gritty, dirt, almost dirty players just going after balls, winning all the 50-50 balls that come out of there, uh, diving on the floor, stuff like that. It's going to take that kind of an effort from the guards. It's definitely an emphasis for them. Matt Carlino at Oregon had 11 rebounds in that game. Mm-hmm. A similar type of game where they crash the boards. That's one element of Kyle that you have to replace. The other thing is Kyle is a distributor. Who's, who's going to make passes? Who's going who's gonna to create space in the lane, draw defenders, and make passes to the big men? Who's going to do that? Carlino it's, it's has to be, do it at Matt, a higher right? level. It's got to yes. be Matt. Because the ball is going to be in his hands the whole game. Then Carlino t- might play 40 minutes. And that's fine. That's fine. He, if he has Who to, else is going to run the point? It's, it's you bring Skyler Halford, Halford in for a, a spell? But I think he's the, he's the make-a-big-shot guy. Skyler's a guy that... 12 points, 4 of 6 shooting, 2 of 2 from 3... In Eugene. He was big off the bench. He was uber aggressive. And that was part of his extreme confidence period. He has to get back to that place in some form for BYU because they need bench scoring. Anson Winder played one minute against Oregon. That was your stat of the day yesterday. Anson Winder is an integral part of this team now. He's a starter. He's going to play probably 30-plus minutes against Oregon. So what does Anson bring to BYU in place of Kyle Collinsworth. Well, immediately he offers defensive prowess on the three-point line, and Oregon shoots a ton of three-pointers. They shot 32 in Eugene. A lot of open looks. They only made 10, 31%. BYU is going to need to defend the three-point line as good as they have all year because Oregon has gotten better at shooting from long range. They found success. So Anson Winder defending on the three-point line. And then who's the paint presence, Jerem? Who's, who's Kyle, Kyle is a paint, he's a paint guy. His rim runs were the best of it, uh, for anybody on, on the team. And BYU was a team that got to the rim a lot more this year, didn't settle for jumpers as much. The three ball hasn't been as big a part. And so more Eric Mika to me. More touches for Eric Mika, more shots at the rim. He can't turn it over. 
as much as he has in the past few games. There's one guy that we haven't mentioned that has been Mr. Consistency for BYU this year, and we're going to need him to be Mr. Consistency in round two, the first game of the NCAA tournament for BYU. Topic two. What about Haas? Lots of banging away from the ball. Here's Haas again from the free throw line. Yeah, he's... He's ridiculous right now. He's in the ridiculous mode where there's just nothing you can do. Tyler Hawes versus Oregon back on December 21st. You witnessed it in person. He was a monster. He he scored 32 points, 13 for 21. 62% from the field, 5 of 5 from the the free throw line. 62% from the field. He was on fire. He, He was... He was almost unstoppable in that game. BYU did not feed him the ball as much later in the game, but he has to have a big game for BYU in this one. Tyler Haas goes for 25-plus in this game. BYU's got a great shot to win. I'm just saying, if they go, there are a couple things I feel like BYU has to do, and it starts with Tyler Haas having a 25-plus game. Lead the way. Lead the exactly. way. Exactly. Be the, the example. Be go. the example. BYU, I, I did some research this morning. I, I've... Put on my best. That's Jared, awesome. Cool. My Jared cool, Jordan mask, and I and I went deep. I went into statistics and looked at BYU's free throw percentage in wins versus losses. It's not that big of a difference, but I I had the thought yesterday: if BYU can shoot seventy percent from the free throw line, then they're then they're in good shape. Wouldn't you know it? In their wins this year, they're right at seventy percent. Losses sixty seven percent. It's only a three percent differential, but guess what? That one or two some, free throws. Some of these games that'd be meaningful. That Oregon, one or two free throws. Portland, Iowa State, Iowa State. Yeah, definitely. It makes a difference. It does. B, uh, BYU was twenty two of thirty six, sixty one percent in Eugene. And you talk about Tyler Haas. He hasn't had his strongest last couple of games, but he's been good from the free throw line. Here is the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. 36. Tyler Haas is 36% from the field the last three games. That's not good. However, he's still scored 23 a game because, listen to this, he's 29 of 30 from the free throw line. (laughs) 97%. So here's the deal. Tyler Haas cannot have a game akin to what he did against, was it San Francisco? 5 of 19. Yeah. He cannot have a bad shooting game from the field, yet get to the line. The get to the line part's really nice. It is. And he was making up for a poor shooting night. But he can't have a poor shooting night and BYU win. I don't see any scenario where that happens and BYU wins. Oregon's too good. So we're thinking Haas has to shoot at least close to 50% from the yeah. field. He's got to be himself. He doesn't have to do anything crazy. This yeah. isn't a Jimmer Fredette, carry us on your back against New Mexico yeah. with 52. This is, Tyler, have your game. Play a game where you... Where you score, you're 25, but maybe you do get to the free throw line. Maybe a couple, a couple extra attempts from the line or the field to where you get to 30. Who has been the aggressor to the rim the entire season? Kyle Collinsworth. Tyler Hawes and Matt Carlino are going to have to do that. BYU shoots a lot of free throws because they are the aggressor. They're Second both, most free throws attempted of any team in America. They're both better free throw shooters than Kyle Collinsworth. It's who's getting to the line. That's important for free throw percentage. Get the right guys? No there. question. If Tyler Haas is shooting 10 to 12 free throws a game. Percentage goes up. Oh, man. And Matt Carlino is not a bad free throw shooter. He's, he's better than Kyle Collinsworth. I want Anson Winder to the line as well. That's where BYU won the Gonzaga game was from the free throw line. He was 10 for 10. And Carlino. They were really good in that game. But you need Haas. He's the man. Be the man. 
Okay, very quickly on the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat brackets, uh, we will discuss why BYU is awesome uh, in a bunch of <laughs> other brackets outside of the actual NCAA tournament bracket, uh, including most influential. We'll get to that in a bit, but let's go to Twitter now. What is your secret to filling out a winning actual NCAA bracket? It's winner time. <laughs> this is great. At BYU, Tim starts us off. I don't know. I've never successfully filled out a winning bracket. <laughs> Debbie Downer. At PR, uh, dude guy. Time travel. <laughs> Biff. Yes, I was, wa- I, was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting for the Back to the Future reference. <laughs> the sports almanac. The sports almanac, man. <laughs> Take the Mets. Back to the Future 2 is a severely underrated movie. Yes, yes. I didn't like it as a little kid because I didn't relate to it, but I watched it recently and I was like, wow, this is way Those better. Those hoverboards were the coolest. This is way better than I thought it was. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. How different will this BYU team look without Kyle Collinsworth? We get the radio voice of the Cougars' Greg Rebell opinion on that matter. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. There are a lot of ways to tune into this show. Absolutely. And the simulcast is live, of course, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can catch video on demand on BYUTV.org slash DVR. And then the radio rebroadcast is weekdays at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio and on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. What is your secret to filling out a winning NCAA tournament bracket? That is our Twitter question. Keep those responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. In fact, why don't we ask Greg Rebell, the radio voice of the Cougars, joining us on BYU Sports Nation live from Milwaukee. Greg, what's up, man? How do you fill out your winning bracket? Well, I, I usually don't do, um, you know, brackets. I, I did, you know, back in the day, and then I went through a stretch where I just uh, kind of got out of the habit. And um, I find it easier to do when, when BYU's not in the tournament and they're always in the tournament. <laughs> so, so last year when they, were in the, when they were in the NIT, I filled out one bracket for my daughter's high school class. And then this year I probably would have gone bracketless, but somebody on Twitter reminded me, but I promised him last year I'd be in his bracket this year. So that's the one bracket I'm in is some dude I don't know on Twitter um, <laughs> on, his, on his ESPN group. And, of course, I picked BYU to win it all because anything else is bad karma. So <laughs> That's exactly right. Greg Rebell, radio voice of the Cougars, is live from Milwaukee. Way, yeah, what's up? Just so you know, I, I think I had BYU playing Gonzaga in the Final Four and beating Gonzaga and then beating Iowa State in the title game by the same score Iowa State beat BYU by back. <laughs> 90 to 88. So, yeah, so that's how I do things. If that comes yeah. true, Greg, you're going to win a billion dollars. You, you're going to win the billion from uh, who's, who's offering the big money? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Awesome. Greg, uh, I will join you tonight in Milwaukee. What is the number one attraction outside of BYU being there? For me to see in Milwaukee. Well, um, gosh, based on, <laughs> on all of my based on all of my personal experience, um, which involved walking from the hotel to the restaurant and back to the hotel last night, uh, the River Walk, although it's frozen over, is pretty scenic. So it's a lake walk now. Uh, okay, I'll br- so bring my. What could we curl in Milwaukee tonight? Curling. I'm not sure how you, I'm not sure how you're going to get the stones through uh, security, but uh, <laughs> oh, I'll get the stones through security. <laughs> it, it could be done on the Riverwalk these days. Yes. Okay. Good to know. 
Greg Rebell joining us from Milwaukee. BYU set to take on Oregon in the NCAA tournament tomorrow, a 10-7 game. It starts at 3 Eastern, well, a little after 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain time. Greg, you look at this matchup the second time around. Clearly, Kyle Collinsworth is a huge factor not being in this game. What kind of collaborative effort do you feel Dave Rose is going to put together to try and make amends for not having Kyle in the lineup? Well, you know, pretty simply, guys, uh, BYU doesn't win uh, tomorrow or really any game in the postseason unless uh, other guys do more than they've been doing. And even guys like Tyler Hawes. And how can you ask more for more from Tyler Hawes than he's given you? Which is, you know, 23 points a game on 47-point shooting, 47% shooting, but really made even indeed need more. Uh, you know, from that, uh, that from Tyler Hawes. Um, you're going to need Matt Carlino to play better than he did in Las Vegas. You're going to need Skylar Halford to rediscover his shooting stroke. You're going to need to see Frank Bartley with all those extra minutes pull down some of the rebounds that Kyle Collinsworth uh, was getting. Uh, Eric Mika uh, needs to regain some of his early season form. Everybody needs to be just a little bit better. You cannot replace Kyle Collinsworth. He's a unique player that way. But I think with enough guys pulling together, uh, you can just you, you can get just enough of those points and rebounds from other sources, but everybody has to pick it up. Greg Bell, the radio voice of the Cougars, is on BYU Sports Nation from Milwaukee. Uh, what do you think is the biggest difference between BYU and maybe Oregon as well from the first meeting to this meeting? Well, I think I think Oregon, when BYU played uh, the Ducks back in December, well, it was even a more high octane team than they are right now. Pretty much every individual's numbers have dropped. From that first meeting, and, and no, that's natural. I mean, when BYU played Oregon, they were in their 11th game of the season. They've now played 32 games. You get into conference play, and, and you're scouted better and defended better. So that's, that's that's pretty reasonable. But but nobody's really playing at the very same level they were early on from the Oregon standpoint. They're still very good players, mind you, but but they're a little less um, again red hot than they were at that time. BYU ended uh, that game leaving Eugene with the Ducks 11 and 0. They got to 13 and 0. But since that time, guys. We're talking about a team that's about a 500 team. I mean, since they opened 13 and 0, they're 10 and 9. Okay, so they're a 500 team over the last two months, and and so you're not getting the Oregon team that was just firing on all cylinders as they were when BYU first saw them. And with BYU, you're you're getting a different lineup, or what had been a different lineup for the last couple of months until Matt Carlino now rejoined the starting five. Back when BYU played Oregon, Carlino was still a starter. Interestingly, though, Anson Winder, one minute played at Oregon. Luke Worthington, DNP at Oregon. And these are two players who now late in the season have occupied a much larger role for BYU, obviously. Greg Rebell, radio voice of the Cougars on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. When you watch the first game, you, you obviously Tyler Haas going off, 13 for 21, and he scores 32 points. Do you feel like somebody else has to have a big-time game, like Matt needs to go for 20-plus or Eric needs to go for 20-plus, or do you feel like it's just going to be a collaborative effort outside of Tyler Hawes? You know, I, I, I tend to believe that Tyler Hawes is going to have to have the kind of game he had against Oregon the first time, you know, up around 30. And I think Tyler, uh, Matt's going to have to be up around 20. I, I think that's kind of my formula going in is, is that you know, it has to be like a 50-point day from, from Tyler and Matty combined, however that occurs. Um, that, that's kind of what I sense needs to happen against a team like Oregon, which has uh, so many offensive weapons to go to. I mean, let, let's you know, let's remember uh, Jason Calise in that first game scored 31, just you know, balancing Tyler Hawes 32. Now Calise hasn't had a game like that since, really. Um, he, he's been a decent scorer, but he hasn't had anything greater than 21 points since a 31-point game 
against BYU. And, and that's another case, guys, as we saw all year, of, of somebody from another team getting hot against the Cougars. And, and we saw it on, on more than one occasion, Jason Khalif being a decent example of it. But, you know, Joseph Young is a, is a second-team Pac-12 guy, and, uh, and Scott finished uh, being named to the all-tournament team uh, in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 tourney. And he's the leading scorer, 19 points a game and really good from everywhere. 48% field, 42% free, 88% free throw. He's basically their Tyler Hawes, minus about five points a game. Gregor Bell is on BYU Sports Nation live from Milwaukee. Part of Kyle Collinsworth's greatness was his ability to get to the rim, get BYU some easy buckets, and uh, get, get right at the rim and get some laps. How different will BYU's offense be without some of those easy buckets that Kyle provided? Well, fortunately, they've got a couple of guys who can compensate doing some of those very same things. Matt Carlino, Anson Winder, Frank Bartley, even Skyler Halford. I mean, um, you know, when he was you know, not getting starters minutes, he was shooting a really high two-point percentage, um, in part because he was, he was crafty and getting to the rim. And so BYU's got guys who can get there, uh, just not with, uh, with, with Kyle's frame and, and uh, athletic ability. But, uh, you know, they, they've got guys who can do what he does, but he's such a unique player by, you know, by, by, by his height and weight and, and the position he plays. Uh, you just can't find too many players like him who can, who can be a, a point guard who leads the team in rebounding and yet be a player that can also defend another team's power forward. Greg Rebell joining us on BYU Sports Nation, radio voice of the Cougars. He will have the call for the Ducks and BYU tomorrow in the NCAA tournament, the 7-10 game. Greg, you've had a chance to look at the arena and kind of scout the, the premises. Can you give us a, a, an idea of what the atmosphere and what the arena is like and, and maybe if you've seen a ton of BYU fans or Oregon fans or what, uh, what are you seeing out there in Milwaukee? Well, the first open practice is coming up in just a little bit at the top of the hour. That'll be American University. And so I'm not sure what kind of crowd American will bring uh, to Milwaukee. but The uh, entire nation. You know, <laughs> uh, truly, they are America's team. And, uh, but yeah, but uh, Wisconsin is here. And uh, Wisconsin uh, here in Milwaukee, not too far from Madison. It'll, it'll be like when BYU um, was down in, in, in Louisville a couple of seasons ago, and Kentucky was also in that, uh, in that region how Kentucky fans kind of controlled the gym. We're going to see Wisconsin fans control this gym. But to, to today is open practice day, and, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll scatter these teams throughout the day. The first one up is Oregon. So not, not too many fans in the stands right now, but I think it, it's locals who just want to see any and every team out, out here practice. But uh, the BYU team itself will be arriving here in the next hour. They'll have a press availability, and uh, then they'll practice. Uh, again, their open practice is, is coming up uh, in, in just a little while, and then we'll go off, uh, off-site and, and have a longer closed practice. Uh, to, to get most of their work done. A lot of the conversation. Nice and, but by the way, it's, it's a nice building, by the way. Every seat is, uh, is blue. So it feels oh, a lot perfect. like Rupp Arena. Yeah, this it is feels good. A lot like, um, yeah, it feels a lot like Rupp Arena, actually, uh, in terms of the seating bowl. Um, it's a little lighter blue, not as dark a blue as BYU, but, uh, but, but every, every seat is themed blue. And, of course, the NCAA color scheme is primarily blue. So there's a lot of blue in this building, so I get a good vibe that way. Every trace of Milwaukee Buck Green out of there is probably a, a good sign for everybody. <laughs> a lot of the conversation about this team this year has been youth, no seniors, 10 available scholarship players, but I don't think that BYU has looked like they've been scared of the bright lights at any point. Now they've played this strength of schedule where they've played in big games, they've played this team, Oregon. BYU, uh, Greg, do you sense that BYU is a little better prepared for this kind of setting despite not having any seniors? 
You know, it's it's the most unique journey that BYU's traveled on the way to an NCAA tournament in Dave Rose's nine seasons. The BYU team guys had never, ever in their history um, received an at-large bid uh, with, with as many with as many losses as as this BYU team here. Um, and and there's a reason for that. And you right, you referenced it. The strength of schedule hardened the BYU for this experience. The schedule BYU played, the losses they took, the four-game losing streak, opening 0-2 in the league, making lineup changes, now losing Kyle Collinsworth. It's been a team that has kind of persevered and shown resiliency through every challenge they've faced this year and still became an NCAA tournament team. And and so for that reason, yeah, I don't think there's anything that, that too many teams can offer BYU at this point that, that puts them in a position where they say, you know, what do we do now? Because they really faced it all this season and now they're down to nine scholarship players uh without kyle collinsworth so nine guys will dress on scholarship uh tomorrow to beat uh, uh an, an oregon team that really came on late at the end of the season got themselves out of a three and eight hole in the pac 12 uh to finish eight and one at the end of the year losing uh in the tournament to, to ucla at the end but they had a win over arizona late as well a win over ucla late so um it's as tough a challenge as, as byu could expect to face at this time of the season but uh, yet everybody anticipates meeting it like they have so many other challenges this year. Greg Rebell on with BYU Sports Nation. A lot of national pundits and, uh, and most people in their brackets, because of Kyle Collinsworth, if they have any backdrop of what's going on, are picking the Ducks as maybe an easy winner. In fact, Doug Gottlieb said five, a five-point favorite for Oregon over BYU. That's easy money. Does free BYU, money. He said yeah, free, free money. Oh, free money. Does, does BYU yeah. benefit that way mentally from not being expected to win this game. Here's what it reminds me of. And, and, and you know, who's to say what, 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 what's going to transpire tomorrow at, at this point? But let's go back to, uh, to 2011, the season of Jimmermania. Late in that year, uh, right before the postseason, they lose Brandon Davies, and they had to undergo what Dave Rose calls a reinvention. All right? And, and then now they had Jimmer, but they, but they, lost, they lost Brandon Davies. What Jimmer did was take his game to a different level. And then when they got to the NCAA tournament, they beat Wofford in the game they were expected to win. Then they faced a Gonzaga team that had just cleaned the floor with St. John's. BYU was a three. I think the Zags were an we're 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yet the Zags were favored to beat BYU in that game. And there was no doubt that Dave Rose, his staff, and his players capitalized on the fact that an 11 seed was favored to beat this three seed that was deemed to be lucky to get through the Wofford game and was now taking out a bit of a juggernaut in Gonzaga. We all saw what happened. It took another special game from Jimmer, but that, that's the sense I get in terms of the kind of approach BYU might take to this game. Now, BYU is a 10, Oregon is 7, BYU's not favored to win. That makes total sense. But you're right. The people out there, Gottlieb and others from a national standpoint, are giving BYU zero credit for even appearing in the field, uh, let alone having a chance to beat Oregon. There's almost nobody, maybe Greg Doyle is the one exception, who actually think BYU has a chance to win this game tomorrow and and knowing Dave Rose a little bit and, and knowing that the makeup of this team's character you have to know they they intend to capitalize on the fact that no one's giving them a shot to advance you're, you're you know the people saying they shouldn't be in the field especially without Kyle Collinsworth uh, it would be a really special thing guys to see this team rally and somehow find a way to advance into the weekend uh, because you know those you know those those free money type comments uh, can resonate I really do believe Greg Rebell joining us on BYU Sports Station. Greg, great to have you in Milwaukee. Have a great call tomorrow, and uh, we appreciate the insight. Go Cougars.
Spencer, Jerem. It is always a pleasure of mine, and uh, and we'll look forward to seeing, I guess, Jerem out here. Uh, Spencer, you're going to hold down the fort back home, is yep, that right? I'll hold down the fort. Jerem says to pick out a good restaurant, by the way. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll hit the hot spots tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you, Greg. What's your secret to filling out a winning bracket in the NCAA tournament? Keep your responses coming. Hashtag BYUSN. Up next, a 12 seed looking to pull the 12 uh, 12 over 5 upset in the women's bracket. BYU star Jen Hampson will tell us how they're going to do it. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. With Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, we're in Studio B. It is the day before the NCAA tournament for the BYU men's basketball team. Yes, and Saturday the women are the 12th seed. They face 5 seed North Carolina State at Pauley Pavilion, home of the UCLA Bruins in Los Angeles on Saturday. You can hear that game live on BYU Radio at 6.30 Eastern time with Ty Brandenburg on the call. That's also on ESPN2. We're bringing in a little Hollywood, speaking of Pauley Pavilion and UCLA, to the BYU Sports Nation set now. Jennifer Hampson, West Coast Conference Player of the Year, West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year, is here to break down the 12-5 game between BYU and NC State. Jen, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. It's fun to be here. (laughs) NCAA tournament this week. Uh, What was your initial reaction when you found out you got an at-large bid? Uh, You know, I was excited, you know. It's always exciting to see your name on the screen and to be, you know, in the NCAA tournament and to play a team. And we're going to L.A., and that's just great. It's close, and it's warm, so we're excited about it. You didn't have to wait long on uh, Selection Monday. Some teams have to wait till the very end, but you were I think you were the third matchup announced. So were you kind of relieved to to get the at-large thing out of the way? Uh, Sometimes we're relieved, and I don't know. It's kind of fast, you know, but either way, you just get in the tournament, and so we're excited. Is, yeah, go ahead. is a 12 seed fair for your body of work? <laughs> we would have liked higher, obviously, but, you know, you get what you get, and we're just going to make the best of it. What seed were you hoping to get? Oh, just a little higher, you know, 10 or 9. I don't know. Jen Hampson with us in studio on BYU Sports Nation. NC State is clearly a great team. Uh, they come from the Atlantic Coast Conference, but you've faced some great teams this year, most notably, most recently, Gonzaga. How do... Teams like NC State compared to the the up tempo, uh, fast moving defensive teams like Gonzaga. Um, they're kind of similar, actually. You know, Gonzaga has a good, you know, they have good bigs and they're good in the paint. And NC State is actually good in the paint as well. And so we're kind of used to that. And so we're excited for the matchup that we have. What advantage does BYU have over a team like NC State? Um, Other than the fact that you're six seven and the West Coast <laughs> Conference Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, like we said, we have good bigs to match their bigs, you know, like me and Bailey, and we we have good bigs, and uh, we have good shooters as well, and so I think we're really going to take advantage of that. Who did the best job against you this year defensively? Um, Probably Gonzaga. They are really good at getting us out of our comfort zone, and so we're used to that, and we're used to their pressure, and so we're expecting it. Jen, the answer is nobody. I dominated. <laughs> That's the real answer. Sorry. Gonzaga, come we're tr- on. We're trying to tee you up. We're trying to tee you up to, to get you uh, busting out some, some trash right. talk on the microphone. Which, which game do you feel like you played the best in this year? Me personally? Mm-hmm. You, had a, you had a few. I really don't know. I couldn't even think of one. <laughs> then that is a start. That's That's, a, when, you have, when, you, when you have enough, like I could tell you like every game I played great in because there's been like four in my life. <laughs> like eighth grade, I had 20 points in front of the whole school. It was awesome. 
There I was, was so, so cool in the yeah. halls that day. But when you're Jen Hampson and you go, so many to draw you go 22, 12, yeah, and 8. Did, have you thought about getting a triple-double with blocks before? Because you've come close. I have come close, and I've tried before, but you know, you always miss it by one or two. And you're trying again Saturday. Is oh, that, yes. I heard that you're trying really hard Saturday to do That's this. good goal. Mm-hmm. BYU and NC State from Los Angeles, Poly Pavilion on the campus of UCLA. That game uh, set for, again, the women's t- t- tournament does not start until Saturday. They are Saturday-Monday games. And Ty Brandenburg will be down there to call the game live on BYU Radio. Jen, as you approach a game like this, team men mentality is, is so huge and a lot of coaches like to use that well we were we were disrespected a little bit if we got a little bit lower seed has has coach judkins talked to you about that at all and kind of tried to create some locker room material to get you amped up to go play nc state yeah we actually just talked about that the other day is our mental you know our mentality is huge in this game especially when you're the underdog you know we have nothing to lose and so we have nothing to do but play confident and to play the best that we can and i know when we do that we'll will win. So. Do you feel like this is a more winnable game because you are a lower seed and so you can match up with a team that maybe is more like you? Um, sometimes that can help and I think in this scenario it's you know to our advantage sometimes. So yeah, take whatever advantage you can. At the beginning of the year, obviously, there was a goal to make the NCAA tournament. I guess just how initially gratifying was it to uh, you know what? We did it. We got into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, it's always good to get in it and stuff and but this year, we don't want to be satisfied with just that. You know, we want to get a win in the NCAA yes. tournament. Yes. So that's there our we, goal. There we go. Win. Jennifer Hampson, West Coast Conference <laughs> Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach Judkins told us the last time he was in studio that he, he wanted you to dunk. I want you to dunk. And he said that he was going to, he's like, you know, we got to have her cherry pick or something. Like, <laughs> he's, so he's clearly talked to you about this, at least jokingly. Uh, would would that be the greatest moment in your college career if you dunked in the NCAA tournament? <laughs> that would definitely be a great moment. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, we we uh, we hope it happens, and uh, me too. but most importantly, that, we hope you beat NC State. Yeah, I hope that Boom Chakalaka was not the only dunk we see from you. All right. Although that was a good moment. That was a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people liked the fact that you came in and dunked. That was fantastic. All right, uh, Jen. We have a we have a new tradition. Oh there. yeah, we do. So in studio, all our in-studio guests, we want them to sign this flag, this Rise Up flag. Oh, sweet. You have a minute, so here's that. As we wish you good luck uh, in the NCAA tournament. Let's ask you the Twitter question. What's your secret to filling out uh, the bracket? Well, I usually don't fill out brackets, so... <laughs> You're probably <laughs> really not supposed to do it as an athlete, right? <laughs> no, like money aside or whatever. In the past, have you filled out brackets? I the really have never been good at it, so... When I was younger, I honestly put BYU as winning the whole thing every time, okay. whether they were in it or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that works. He just omitted a team. BYU, I don't care. BYU's winning it. I know, and then it picked by colors, so I wasn't okay, really so the there best. There you go. That's your secret. The colors. <laughs> the colors. People have different things. Yours is colors. Okay. Mine was colors. I, Good to know. I have known a person to win a bracket. No kidding. Based on colors. To win matches. the bracket. Won it. Wow. Which, which brings us to the, you teased it earlier, let's, let's pay it off right here. BYU has uh, been very successful in other types of bracket, uh, alternate bracket uh, criteria. <laughs> off the block, uh, they said that if it was based on the strength of men's volleyball teams, that BYU would beat Stanford for the national title. <laughs> okay, so we win the volleyball bracket. Yes. <laughs> Yahoo said that if it was based on academics, the uh, NCAA academic progress rate, BYU is a Final Four team. Boom, baby. And they lose to Texas. Final Four, okay? And then... Uh, of course, Time Magazine, the great influence off BYU. They get a Al- tough second Alan round matchup. Set this up. 
the great influence off the Time Magazine thing we tweeted out. BYU loses to Wisconsin in round three. But and the winner the is Harvard, of course. The most influential <laughs> college in America. What's your secret to filling out a winning bracket? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Jen, great to have you on set. Thanks for the autograph. Good luck on Saturday. Good luck. Oh, thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we play big deal, no deal, and the Cougars get no love from the president? What is that about? You're listening to and watching BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Saturday, 3 Eastern, BYU hosts the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship live on BYU TV. Watch it as the Cougars compete with four other schools for the title. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. Jerem, you're headed to Milwaukee as oh, the access yeah. guy. Your flight leaves in how many minutes now? Nope, not going to do the math. Uh, it leaves at uh, this 3. afternoon. Yeah, this afternoon. We'll just say that. I'll get there at like 9 tonight, and we'll be uh, all day tomorrow. Clearly, you have your plans, you, you have your plans lined up. Go to out. IHOP. The Riverwalk, hanging out with Greg Rebell, going to some Curling. restaurant. He said he's going to find the hot spot in Milwaukee. Just one? There's only one? <laughs> Come on. I still have yet to receive anything from anyone about Milwaukee. Has I'm talking been to you there? Cougar fans that have Milwaukee experience. I flew in there when I went crickets. to the BYU-Notre Dame game two years ago. We, we had the best airfare into Milwaukee. So I have been to Milwaukee. I think it's General Mitchell Airport or something like that. Anyway. Who knows? So scope it out, dude. It's the good land. I'll let you know tomorrow from the Bradley Center what, what is good. Jeremy will have one-on-one interviews. Uh, it's an open locker room fill at the NCAA tournament, which is entirely different than uh, college campuses and college games. And so it's, uh, it's a unique dynamic covering that tournament as a media member. Can I tell you the, the number one goal for me while I'm there? What's that? In 2011, J- Jimmer's junior year in Kansas City, I took, uh, like, like quiet, it says, quiet, interviews in progress. Like off the wall, this big blue thing. It's in my office. Right is now. this confession time? But Oklahoma City, what's up? <laughs> I I want to bring back one of those as well. Another one. Okay, you're on a mission. Make it. Bring one back to me. Stuffed up. I'll try and what get you, two. What are you bringing back to me? I'll bring you back something. Okay. A piece of the cord. I'll, okay. Give me a buzz saw or something. I'll, I'll grab you something. <laughs> <laughs> something for the set. I know. So I'll bring back something for the something set. For I will bring set something back for the set. Milwaukee. My wife's gonna be like, "Why'd you spend forty bucks on that? Whatever." It's for the it's, set, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to do right now? Play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. National Processing Sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal. Oh, it's a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Here's how it works. We'll throw out some juicy one-liners, and then Jeremy and I quickly decide if it's a big deal or no deal. Let's get it started. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Tyler Haas, 20 for his last 55 shooting. Big deal, because it makes you wonder what Tyler Haas are we going to get in the NCAA tournament. He's been Mr. Consistency from the free throw line, 97%, which is awesome, which has allowed him to keep his scoring average there. The last there. three games. But he's had some shooting woes. Tyler Haas needs to shoot well for BYU to have any shot of beating Oregon. That's a big deal. I say no deal, because I think Tyler's going to show up and that his previous three games in Vegas won't have anything to do with this game. I think he's a confident fellow, regardless of how he shoots. And because that was 20 of 55, I don't think Tyler Haas cares. Honey Badger don't care. Tyler Haas don't care. The confidence we can agree on. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Ducks only seven and six away from home. You got to throw this stuff out. No deal. It's the NCAA tournament. One game. One game matters right now. And it's if you win, you move on. Survive in advance. Doesn't matter where you're playing it. 
who you're playing against, just beat the team in front of you and move on. So the fact that Oregon is 7-6 and six away from home, I could care less about. BYU doesn't have a good road record either. BYU's 9-10. and 10. Uh, To me, no deal. BYU's 9-10 and 10 away from Provo. But BYU's played six more games than Oregon, or Oregon, depending where you're from, <laughs> that, and that is incorrectly pronounced, than, uh, than Oregon. Six more games. BYU is a better team down the stretch this season than Oregon. Oregon has been. I almost said it incorrectly. Oh my gosh. Oregon. 10 and 9. <laughs> 13 and 0, then 10 and 9. It's a 500 team, B- the back half of the season that BYU is going up against. Number three. Big Dill No Dill. POTUS picks Oregon over BYU. Oh, come on, President Obama. But I say no deal. Underline, 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 exclamation. Ex- no deal. Guess what? A lot of people. A lot of people in high-profile positions are picking Oregon over BYU. Feed the fire, baby. No deal. BYU and I could care less. Yes, no deal. Christian Bale says, good for you. <laughs> I was not in favor of President Obama at the last presidential election, nor am I right now. <laughs> and that might work as well as Obamacare. Who knows? Politics, what's up? Oh, wow. No deal. Number four. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Jerem Jordan sporting a WCC <laughs> sticker on his V-dub today. Welcome to West Coast Conference this is West Country. Co- the West Coast Conference. <laughs> you come around Point of the Mountain and now there's this billboard. That, no, there's not. And no, I don't have a sticker on my Volkswagen Jetta. Oh, okay. Well, if you did, that would be a big deal. Right. Because St. Mary's beat Utah last night. Yes, they did. They survived. They found a way to win with Stephen Holt, their best player, out. Fouled out five minutes left. His emotions were going crazy. Steve Holt! Yep. Steve, Steve Holt! Holt. West Coast Conference country, it's a big deal. Uh, no deal because I don't have a sticker okay. on my car Fair that says enough. WCC. I am defined by the team and not the conference. Okay. And never will be. <laughs> here's, here's, a, here's a stat of the day for one, Jerem Jordan. This is mm. from our good friend at Kevin Nixon, oh, 33, yeah. former BYU basketball player. Brad Waldo, he said zero. Brad Waldo has completed zero breakaway dunks this week. That is a fact. Saint that Mary is a scientific Center. fact. And they still won. <laughs> Number five. Big deal, no deal. BYU Volleyball has a two-and-a-half game lead with seven to play. Oh, I'm buying big deal on this one all the way. They play in the SEC of volleyball. The MPSF is a loaded conference. BYU, with a two-and-a-half game lead at this point in the season, after an 0-2 start and there was a lot of questions, this is a big deal. BYU is a team that's getting better as the season progresses, and they have big home games approaching where they don't lose. Big deal. Yeah, big deal. Saturday against Cal Baptist. Live on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. And then the next week, Santa Barbara and UCLA, Woo! two of the top five teams in the country coming into the Smithfield House. Huge. BYU has a good chance to win the regular season. And here's why that's big. They would host the MPSF tournament if they win the quarterfinal. Being at home, being on BYU TV, they probably win that tournament and go in as maybe the number one overall seed to the NCAA tournament, which is now six, six teams. Big deal. Number six. Big deal, no deal. Time Magazine, BYU more influential than Oregon, Bama, and Utah. Believe it. Yeah. This is a big deal. It doesn't matter what the bracket is or, or how it's – as long as BYU is voted better than any of those powerhouse programs, it is a big deal. BYU is awesome. Hashtag everything is awesome. <laughs> Wait, hashtag this was yesterday. My bad. Uh, big deal. Add Florida State into that. It's fun to punch that in. We'll, we'll tweet out the link again here in a few minutes. Time Magazine <laughs> – you put in BYU and then any other school, uh, you see how, how much more influential that school is overall. It's fun. Jerem's got his Florida State it's also shot de- out of the way. It's also depressing, <laughs> but it's fun. Number seven. Big deal, no deal. 
countdown to Connecticut. 163. Big deal. That's a big deal. That will forever be a big deal. Yes. 163 days until BYU football opens the season at the rent in East Hartford, Connecticut, against the Huskies of Connecticut. What is your secret to filling out a winning NCAA tournament bracket? That is our Twitter question today. Tweet, tweet. At Luke's Hair 41. Always pick the teams with the best hair. <laughs> is that good for Luke's- BYU then? Is that good for BYU? Some BYU fans would say no. <laughs> BYU's bowing out in the first round if that's the case. At, uh, <laughs> is that good news for you, Jerem? Uh, Best hair? I think Luke's hair is good. <laughs> the Twitter account. At Laser Sheep. Obviously, well cogitated brackets. Nice reference to Spencer. Yep. Including picking the right upsets. Also, making a real bracket and a BYU bracket <laughs> separately helps. <laughs> you know, you've wow. all done it. You've all. Done it. Wow. Well, here's what I want. Yeah, here's what I want to happen, and here's what I think will happen. Yeah, they're drastly. Or, dra- I said. Dra- I just said drastically. I know what you mean. They are vastly or different. drastically. Drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just make that a new word. Yeah. They are drastically different. At Tasha Lynn 19, I knew a girl who made her bracket choices based solely on how much she liked the team's mascots, and she won the office pool. Seriously, <laughs> this has happened. Every different situation. That, by no, the way. There's no science. At Tasha Lynn 19 also said, since Jerem's going to be gone tomorrow, can I be the guest uh, co-host tomorrow? I'll talk to our producer. I think Brian Logan's already filled that. But it's, it's going to be the hashtag, it's hashtag Logan, takeover. Logan takeover. Sorry, Tasha. But we appreciate the ambition. Yeah. You don't get if you don't ask, right? Might as well try. It's true. At Taylor Curse, pick BYU to win it all. I always lose, but I represent. <laughs> you and Greg Rebell. Uh, <laughs> at I pity the fool. Get in touch with the Oracle. Yeah. Getting in touch with the Oracle is the only Why one. have we not talked to the Oracle? I want to see the Oracle's bracket. <laughs> Does he even we know what a bracket is? No, he has no idea. He needs to descend from Y Mountain and tell us what will happen tomorrow. I wonder if he's going to Milwaukee. Let's get him know. on the phone somewhere. More of your secrets to filling out a winning bracket plus the Cougar Whip Around and your Rise and Shout. It all happens here next on BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the BYU Cougars in the NCAA tournament tomorrow against the Oregon Ducks, the second time these teams will have met in a 7-10 game. It tips off at just after 3 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Mountain. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan keeping it real in Studio B. Don't forget, Saturday, the women play in the NCAA tournament as well. They are a 12 seed against 5 seed North Carolina State in L.A. You can hear that game live on BYU Radio, 6.30 Eastern with Ty Brandenburg on the call. You know what time it is? Time for the Cougar Whip Around. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Golf. BYU finished second out of 16 teams on the ladies' side at the Entrada Classic, which BYU hosted in St. George. The Cougars finished eight strokes behind Minnesota, but beat number 43, Wisconsin, and number 27, Cal, who finished third and fourth. Two golfers finished in the top five, Leah Garner and Alex White. Baseball. The baseball team back on the road this weekend to NorCal. First, the Cougars face the Fresno State Bulldogs today in Fresno. Then to San Francisco to face USF, but at AT AT&T Park. Home of the Giants. McCovey Cove, baby. Hey, uh, got a tweet from at RKL3DKL. Sorry, Jeremy. Milwaukee's all about the beer. Well then, it looks like I'll be watching Sports Center yeah, in the hotel. In your hotel after you curl with Greg, Greg on, a, on frozen a frozen river, river walk. Now that yes. sounds crazy. 
That's that's tearing up Milwaukee. I gotta find that's some. Spot. I gotta find the curling stuff uh, this afternoon before I go, or I just buy it there. <laughs> rent it. I gotta be able to rent some curling stuff. Yes, and if you haven't figured it out curling. yet. I'm not Jerem will be in Milwaukee tomorrow as our access guy. He'll have exclusive interviews and insight from the arena as BYU gets set to take on Oregon. You're gonna, you, got, you need to take the BYU Sports Nation karma to the court somehow. I will take it with me. You need, you need to get it onto the court somehow tomorrow. I don't know how you do it, but we'll ask you about it. Uh, so you figure it out. I'm, I'm going. I'll be there. It's going to be there. Okay, fair enough. And it would be double-powered if you were there with me. Hashtag, I know, but it's okay. i got to hold down the fort with Logan Takeover. Yes, yes you do. Hashtag, someone, someone has to manage Brian. It takes an army. Who gets our rise and shout today? That's a good question. Mm, I, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go with Jen Hampson because she needs she needs Jen Hampson. Yeah, she's. Let, shall, should we do this right now? Okay. Karma given to Jennifer, to Jennifer Hampson. Hampson. Right, there it is for the NCAA. There it is. There it is. Jennifer Hampson will it. play well in the NCAA tournament because she has received the BYU Sports Nation karma. She has it. <laughs> it's out of our hands. Now, uh, now it can now it can also go to men's basketball things, right? I'll take it with me to Milwaukee. Meanwhile, it goes to LA with Jen. Take the Gregorian chant with you. The peace. Yes, take it with you, That's my not friend. the BYU men's course, by Go the way. Go and think. succeed, Jerem. Uh, what is your secret to filling out a winning bracket? That is our Twitter question today. Let's get a couple of fun responses in before we take off. You got tweets. At Moco BYU Blue. Bracket secret? Fill two. Optimistic, BYU wins it all. Pessimistic, BYU loses the championship game. <laughs> That's the pessimistic one. That's pessimistic. <laughs> At Earl Allen Carr, my secret is to fill out a bracket, is to pick the teams that have gone far in it. This is a shout-out. From the out, previous year? This is a shout-out to my mom, who, by the way, is an office pool legend, coming from at Trevor underscore Linton. I emphatically recommend using your mother as a bracket resource. Ask your moms if all else fails. At Cater Tots, Kate Hansen, the Olympian from BYU. She just tweeted, I've been doing my research and my bracket game is on point. Watch out, fellas. <laughs> Thanks to our guests, Gregor Bell, Jennifer Hampson, and everyone on the crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem, who's headed to Milwaukee, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Aussie Antonetti. BYU Sports Nation signs off for now. Wow, wow.